It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Jason Robel and Whitney Lordson. Jason, do you know what today is? I'm how oh, I'm well aware because the the neighbors are partying. I can smell them partying. I can hear them. <laughs> I'm well aware of what today is. Oh yes, <laughs> which is what today is 4:20, and my goodness, what a time to be celebrating in the city of Los Angeles. I mean, just celebrating in general right now, right? Because everyone's energy has just been so pent up with everything and everyone being locked indoors for so long. And yeah, I, I feel like I walk around my neighborhood taking Bella out and it's just a a waft of the of the sweet herb everywhere here in LA today. It is. <laughs> Seriously. So 420. Is this something that you celebrated much in your lifetime? Um, it's never no, not really. It was never a thing of even when I was younger and and smoked a lot more marijuana in my you know twenties, especially singing in in rock bands and and imbibing in the things that we did, it was never a thing. I never put it on the calendar and said, "Hey, everyone, come over and like you know and have like a platter of different types of marijuana." Like, welcome to the feast, everyone. It was never anything that I officially celebrated. Even even at the peak of my. I guess marijuana usage. I don't think that I would ever have classified myself as like a major league stoner. I don't know. When that was ever... the peak? Oh, definitely in my early to mid twenties. When I when I had moved back from Chicago, I had spent about three and a half years in Chicago, going to school, getting my bachelor's degree at Columbia, doing theater, singing in rock bands there. I came back to Detroit, and so probably between the years of two thousand two. And 2004, I would say that period was was like major, major ganja usage by by virtue of like, you know, singing in rock bands and garage bands and hanging out with my musician buddies and somebody I dated at the time was a pretty heavy user. So yeah, I think 02 to 04 was like, was my peak. It's so interesting now because each of us are old enough to have the perspective of a time when it was so... We had to be very sneaky about it, right? Like when I think about 420, I think about being in high school or college and how back then it was it was like this super illegal no-no thing and and it I felt like 420 was a day where people would feel really rebellious and now it feels like it's not that big of a deal anymore because at least in California and a lot of states in the US, it's it's just not that big of a deal. So I wonder if this day has lost some significance for that reason. Mm, I think that it has because of the the lack of the forbidden nature of it. Absolutely. And, and certainly my home state now of Michigan has had legal marijuana for years now, California, long time, Colorado, Oregon, so many states you can you know now get either a medical card or even in some places it's fully fully recreational now and i was just i was just talking to my mom susan the other day about this cuz my mom my mom was a teenager and in her 20s in the heyday like the 60s and 70s right i mean when when lsd was coming into the mainstream consciousness and psilocybin mushrooms and marijuana and all that stuff was illegal and i was telling her how odd it is for me at least whitney to walk around the streets of los angeles not really doing that much walking recently but 
to walk around the streets and just see somebody lighting up a marijuana cigarette and it's totally legal and no one even bats an eye. I'm still getting used to that. It's so weird because I remember the days of, you know, we'd play a rock show and we'd have to sneak around to like the side of the venue, you know, like a dark alleyway and everyone's ah, passing a joint around. We don't have to do that anymore. So it's just such a weird, I don't know. I'm still not used to it. It's a weird adjustment to be like, it's fully legal and totally socially accepted now. Cool. Well, I feel like with the rise of popularity, it's definitely shifted things where you drive down the street and there's just one dispensary or smoke shop, or now there's a ton of CBD stores opening up. And I really want to make the focus of this episode about CBD more than THC, because I feel like THC is something that is still a bit controversial. I mean, just like drinking alcohol it might be socially and politically more acceptable, but it still comes down to personal preference and being comfortable with with something that's going to give you a different state of mind. And that psychoactive experience is, is something that a lot of people choose not to have. I mean, I still view THC as something that you do for fun, for pleasure. It's like an, maybe something that you do with your friends or something that you're doing to numb some feelings, just like you might with alcohol. But CBD is a completely different thing and, and a very important thing to discuss in the health world, but also very confusing. It is a cousin to THC because CBD does not produce a psychoactive high effect, but it does help act as a catalyst for many types of, of health benefits. And I think it's a really interesting thing to discuss because it's so popular. We're at this time now where it's like, the THC usage is maybe not as exciting as it used to be in some ways because it it's now so acceptable. But on the other hand, both THC and CBD products have changed a lot for the good, meaning that you can go in to all these different stores and have a really comfortable experience. I think one of the big benefits of THC right now on the legal side of things is because you can just walk into a store, you don't even need a license or a medical card like you used to in certain states. You can now go in and buy all these different varieties of both THC and CBD for whatever reason you have. And and it, that's been super fascinating from a health standpoint. You know, for years in places like California, you could get these health cards, these medical cards to kind of use as a as a way to legally buy THC. I think it was legal at least. I mean that you you'd have to like present this card when you walked into a store. Now at least in Los Angeles, pretty much anybody, right, maybe actually literally anybody over a certain age can go into these medical stores or these dispensaries whatever they're called and just present their license and then walk in and shop just like you would at any other store and that's super fascinating. To me, it's it's been an interesting thing that I've monitored over the many years of of me being so passionate about wellness and health, much like you, Whitney. And you know, CBD is, is such a a recent phenomenon compared to, I suppose, the the usage and the length of people using you know marijuana and THC. And I just want to make a distinction really quick. So you mentioned that that THC is the active psycho psychoactive compound in marijuana. It stands for um, tetrahydrocannabinoid. And there's a delta nine and a delta eight. There are different molecules of tetrahydrocannabinoids that one can get a psychoactive effect from. But CBD stands for cannabidiol. 
So cannabidiol is a it's a chemical compound from the sativa plant, and again, people use it for relaxation, for calm, um, for helping to you know uh, you know, de- defeat nausea, muscle aches. I've also heard of some interesting research, and I saw a documentary years ago. We can link to this in the show notes. There's a YouTube video of some researchers up at the University of California, San Francisco that were juicing. Like we hear about green juices all the time, people making kale and celery juices and things like that. They took the actual raw leaves of the cannabis plant and juiced them and were using them in cancer research to see if they had any anti-cancer or anti-mutagenic properties. And there's some fascinating stuff that's been done with the raw green juice made from the cannabis leaves too. Absolutely. There are so many benefits. In fact, I was looking that up today just to see some of the research. I found a a great website that I will link to in the show notes at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. That's our homepage. And if you click on the podcast section of our website, there are show notes for every single episode that we record, including this one. And I'll link to this great in-depth article that that shares a lot about the benefits of CBD, as well as a lot of product recommendations, which we'll get into today. And they had a really nice, succinct list. A few of the things that I wanted to bring up in terms of CBD is is how it can help with chronic pain by working with the immune system. It's also nice for inflammation because the anti-inflammatory benefits are widely documented and can help with a broad range of health conditions from Alzheimer's to arthritis and even some conditions that can lead to cancer. So to your point, Jason, I think that the inflammation side of CBD is actually one of its greatest benefits. It's also helpful for insomnia because it's been proven in multiple trials to assist with regular restful sleep. And this is a huge thing for us here at the This Might Get Uncomfortable podcast is that it can really help with anxiety because it's able to deliver these anti-anxiety health benefits and people that have suffered from mild to extreme anxiety can manage their condition more when taking CBD. I've used CBD and a lot of a lot of different kinds of CBD. Um, as Whitney and I are really fortunate enough to connect with a lot of different wellness brands and people in the health and wellness industry, we have both been exposed to uh, a lot of different products containing CBD. Some are just the straight extract and some are products that actually contain CBD in it. And I've actually found a really massive distinction for my body. And it is this, that when I have taken something that is from a full spectrum extract, because I think that there's a partial extract or just from a certain part of the plant, but when and there's, there's also broad spe- spectrum, is that the same as full spectrum, Jason? Those are two different. No, broad spectrum okay. is not the same as full spectrum. I, I have noticed that for me, there are two things when I've taken CBD products. One is that across the board, when I've taken a full spectrum, something labeled as full spectrum, which it, to my understanding is, is u- utilizing all parts of the plant that are usable, that I feel a much more potent effect from taking that. The other thing that I've noticed too, for my body, and perhaps it's because, I don't know, maybe the endocannabinoid receptors in my body are, I don't know, more tolerant. I'm trying to figure out the right words to say it, but I need a much higher dosage than whatever they recommend. So a couple of the brands that I've been enjoying say they might recommend a, a 20 milligram dosage, you know, in a liquid dropper. 
and I don't really start to feel the anti-anxiety, anti-stress or muscle relaxation benefits until I get up between say 80 to 100 uh, I'm sorry, not milligrams, uh, uh, milliliters rather. I'm sorry, liquid measurement. Um, so normally it's say, oh, one, you know, one liquid dropper is 20, milliliter, 20 milliliters. I will need to quadruple that dosage to feel it. That's just my body. And what about your experience with broad spectrum? I, I don't know if that's specifically for hemp or is that because there's, there's hemp extract and CBD, which are from my experience or my knowledge, are they the exact same thing or are they just very similar? I'm still to this day incredibly confused by it. Can those words just be used interchangeably? Do you know off the top of your head, Jason? From my understanding, having talked to a couple of different CBD brands, I do know that the CBD is typically extracted directly from the hemp plant. And because of certain legality issues, they call it hemp extract. Because I think maybe certain state laws or federal law, again, I'm not an expert by any means, but as far as I know, I think that the hemp extract is an interchangeable thing between that and CBD oil. So hemp seed oil, though, I just want to say this, hemp seed oil is like if you think about... um if you were to take hemp seeds and press them, like it's high in antioxidants, high in amino acids, high in omega fatty acids, that's very, very different than hemp extract slash CBD oil. So again, think about it in two camps, the CBD hemp extract used interchangeably. But then if you see hemp oil on the shelves, that's something you would make a salad dressing out of or you know drizzle on some grilled bread, something like that. So as far as I know, those are the differences. See, this is where CBD can get incredibly confusing. The broad spectrum hemp extract, that's a mouthful, is derived from the whole hemp plant and contains a wide variety of phytocannabinoids and terp terpenes, or is it terp? How do you pronounce terpenes? Is that right? Yes, correct. Okay. However, the extraction process for broad spectrum hemp extract goes one step further by attempting to wholly remove the THC molecule from the extract. As a result of this step, the processing of broad spectrum hemp extract typically results in an even lower THC content than present in full-spectrum hemp extracts, and which percentages may be significantly reduced below the 0.3% THC limit. That's so interesting. And that, that probably explains why, when I talked about feeling it, that I didn't feel it as much with the broad spectrum, because if their refinement process is taking out nearly all of the THC, then that would make sense that as I've mostly tried full spectrum products, there's more ruminants because they're literally using the, the full plant and not so much concerned about you know extracting all the THC. Because I, I guess with the full spectrum, they're using all of the cannabinoids, flavonoids, terpenes, and aromatics. So full plant also means that a higher trace amount of THC might be included which of course I don't care about, but that might explain why I feel it differently, obviously, than something that's a broad spectrum. It, could, it might also impact the taste because I've noticed with some CBD products, I, I taste something that's so reminiscent of THC products I've tried before. Yes. So that's something that's interesting because you know some of them, some CBD products, I'll smell them and taste them and think, gosh, this, this tastes just like marijuana or smells like marijuana. And I'll start to question, like, am I sure this is just CBD? And I wonder if that has 
has to do with it because maybe the extraction process is resulting in the flavor and the smell of it. Right. Yeah. It's such an interesting market because Whitney, as you and I go to our food trade shows and our wellness trade shows, the market for CBD products has, I mean, it's unbelievable, especially the past, I'd say four years since 2016, it has just exploded. And so I think as we are educating ourselves and of course the listener sharing information with you, it's just an important thing, I think, to seek out products that make you feel really good. Because as I said, everyone's pro- everyone's bodies rather are going to respond differently to these products depending on the sensitivity of your endocannabinoid receptors in your body. Everyone has these, by the way. The human body has natural endocannabinoid receptor sites, which means if you take a CBD or THC product, the body responds to it. it it's almost as if, getting spiritual for a second, that our bodies were set up to have a relationship with this plant. I, I believe that. Um, but I, I wanted to piggyback really quick, Wit, on on some of the the benefits that you mentioned, and you know, I think some of the wonderful reasons to take this. There, there has been a lot of research actually already done on this. There was a 2012 study in the Journal of Experimental Medicine and a 2016 study in the European Journal of Pain that found that CBD reduced chronic pain and arthritis pain levels when users took CBD. So 42% of CBD users in that that second study reported giving up traditional medications like Tylenol or prescription drugs like uh, Vicodin in favor of the CBD extract. And uh, basically, they, they looked at, they were extremely effective. So we're not here on the podcast suggesting that you give up any medications. We are not medical doctors or medical professionals that are licensed. But it is interesting to dig into the research, which is published online, and see how some people have swapped out CBD extract for some medications and found a lot of benefit as a result. I think with any thing in this category, whether it's a supplement or a body care product or a food, you know, there's so many different things that we can purchase and try for our well-being. It does take a lot of experimenting with CBD. And to your point, Jason, it's not always easy to tell how something's going to work for you just by reading the label. You know, you, you can go and compare things and there's so many factors involved. And one thing I really like when it comes to something as complex as CBD is to go onto the websites, check out the social media accounts for the brands, because you can start to instinctually get a feel for it and the quality, the passion behind it. You can read the stories about why this was created. You can find out where things are grown and what processes they go into. The more information that they include, the better. There's also some websites for products that just feel a little for lack of a better word, salesy or scammy, or they, they just, they don't feel like they're infusing their, their love into it, I suppose. And, and that might just be a judgment, but I, I feel like over the years that Jason and I have both been trying a lot of products, not just in CBD, but just in, in wellness products in general, there seems to be a correlation between the branding and the information available and the research and and you can subscribe to newsletters as well. I find that's really helpful. And I'm bringing this up now because there are an overwhelming amount of companies out there creating CBD products. It is it is a growing market. It's been just going on for years and years. I'm trying to think. I think actually, you know what? The first time I started to really become curious about CBD was in 2013 
when somebody I know from the natural products industry named Matthew, he reached out to me saying he had started a new company called Foria, which has remained one of my favorite CBD companies. I know Jason really likes them as well. And they were making products for sexual health at the time. And now they've actually expanded. They have a variety of different products. At that time, they were very focused on THC. Now they have CBD products as well. They were doing products for arousal, so for sexual pleasure and experience. They started making products to relieve menstrual cramps. And they, let's see, they've right, made a few other things. We'll link to their website in the show notes at wellevator.com. But I, I do remember that because at the time I was thinking, huh, like, what is this when they first reached out to me? Like, what do you mean you make these these uh, health products from THC? And then, you know, a few years later, they started doing CBD and and they were ahead of the the trend a lot because it wasn't until a year or so after that I started even learning about other products that were, were made from CBD. And then just in the past, maybe two or three years since, let's just say 2017, 2018, you just see the rapid expansion. And now it seems like CBD is put into just a ton of different things. So we talked about the Mad Tasty Sparkling Water that we really love. There's a great body care line called Winged that I fell in love with and I've, I've done some work with. There's a great herbal tea line called Mood 33 that's hemp infused and they have THC products. There is a, a juice company called Plant Magic that makes these little shots with CBD. And there's even pet products out there like Jason and I have each experimented with CBD for our dogs and seen some good benefits there too. What are some other products and brands that you like, Jason? One of my... Um favorite products out there. There's a couple. Uh, one is a product from a Vermont company called Sunsoil, and they grow and process and bottle everything on site. And, and to me, that's a very rare thing that I've noticed in the CBD industry where they literally, if a company owns the farms, owns the crops rather, they're, they're, they're growing the, the cannabis plants, they're extracting the CBD and they're bottling it at the same location. That is an extremely rare thing. So um, from a lot of the different, and I've tried so, so many, a few stand out. There are two that stand out. One is um, is this brand called Sunsoil from Vermont. Again, like I, I guess they classify it as farm to bottle. Uh, I, I know that probably isn't that, maybe that's not their terminology. At least that's what I call it. Uh, but I, I have noticed that the flavor and the potency of uh, this Sunsoil brand is is really, really unique. And there's another one that I have been taking for sleep. And it's a really, really small company. Um, I'm looking up the brand right now um, because, let's see, where is where is that brand that I've been taking for sleep? Give me one second. There it is. Okay. So um, Medicine Box. There is a, a really, really wonderful, wonderful plant medicine company. And this is a, it's a sleep tincture. And it's something that I have struggled with for a long time with sleep. Um, there it is, Medicine Box. And it's, uh, it's a cannabis tincture that is made in Nevada County, but it's not, it's not just cannabis. They have, sorry, there's so many access points to get to this website. Are you 21? Are you legally registered to vote? Are you type A blood? Yes. I just want to see the website. <laughs> so they have one product 
and it's called uh, Equanimity. And in this, it's a synergistic blend of herbs and botanicals along with the CBD and THC. So it's really, really cool because it has valerian root, skullcap, catnip, lemon balm, chamomile, licorice, and hawthorn berry. So it's all of these amazing, uh, uh, you know, powerful herbs along with THC, CBD, and different terpenes. And for sleep, that is, um, is really, really one of the best things. Can you clarify what terpenes are? Because I, I know I've tried them and I know that they're in some products, but I'm not that aware of what they are. And I feel like it has something to do with like culinary usage. Is it a flavor thing or what's the deal with them? Okay. So, so far as I know, because terpenes are not necessarily something that people necessarily pay attention to on labels, I think that they're like aromatic oils that color different cannabis varieties with different distinctive flavors. If you hear people talk about the flavors of hemp extract or CBD, sometimes they'll say that has like a citrus overtone or that has a little bit of berry or um, that tastes like mint or pine. And as far as I know that the terpenes have like chemical adaptive purposes to repel predators and lure pollinators. So I think there's not a lot of ton of research, but I think that different kinds of terpenes might promote relaxation and stress relief, and then others promote things like focus and acuity. So I know there's not as much research research about terpenes, but as far as I know, they're one of the compounds in in cannabis that um, gives it it give give it its color and also its flavor profile or its smell. And what about products for animals like cats and dogs, Jason? I know. We both tried some. I, I haven't found any that immediately come to mind that I'm, you know, able to really recommend, I suppose. I, I've tried, I'm racking my brain right now because I've, I've tried a few, but to be honest, they haven't like been, the results of them haven't been extraordinary. And I'm curious if you've had found any that you've used on your dog, Bella, or if, if you've ever tried them with the cats. Mm. Well, first of all, it makes me think of, <laughs> at uh, at the local pet store that I go to here in LA called the Urban Pet, they have they have what's so funny? Because I'm laughing at the marketing of this. I'm, what I'm actually oh. about to say on the mic, they have <laughs> they have pre rolled joints that are no. filled that are filled with catnip and no. CBD. No, so, yes, yes. So that so that you can give your cat a joint filled with catnip and CBD that they will rip open and get high off of. I, I kid you not. They have pre See, That would be a fun for product for 420, <laughs> right? Like if you're going to celebrate 420, that would be very amusing. No, I mean, I've been tempted. Don't get me wrong. But the, the, the price, I'm like, it's mostly catnip with a little bit of CBD. And it's mostly like probably for Instagram, you know, of, hey, you got your cat a joint, like film this and be, you know, Instagram famous. Well, what about for Bella? Because haven't you tried CBD products for her? I actually have not tried a CBD product for Bella. I've done, I've done rescue remedy for Bella. So I actually haven't done CBD for. No, actually, you know what? That's not true. I'm sorry. I've done rescue. Yeah, wasn't there that there was that one brand that sent us each products? And I can't. I feel so bad. I, I can't even remember their name. That's how many CBD <laughs> brands there are. We can't even remember the damn brand names. Each of us got sent products, and I, I know for sure I got sent 
for the dog. And I just, it, it's tough when it comes to your dog. I know somebody who is using it very actively for an older dog and swore by it, but then eventually stopped using it. So I don't know if maybe they just weren't convinced. It can certainly help with inflammation. It's just, it's really tricky. I mean, I even feel like for humans, it's hard to tell what effect CBD is having. And, And going back to what I was saying earlier, it does require a lot of experimenting and trying with a number of different brands. And it, it just like a lot of health changes, the effects of it can take a while, you know, and sometimes it feels like it's in my head and maybe it's a placebo effect. And sometimes it feels like it's making a big difference. And so you just have to basically do a lot of research, choose a company that resonates with you, try it for a while and see, see how you feel. I mean, again, a lot of these brands that I've mentioned today and Jason has mentioned today are brands that we have met the owners and we know their story and we have gotten really deep in their their worlds that we trust them so much and we use their products enough. And a lot of the times it's a product that I like, even if I don't feel a huge difference specifically from CBD. I just like their products, period. Like Mad Tasty, I love the way that their water tastes. I love that they donate water. So actually, when you buy a can of Mad Tasty, they give water to somebody in need. And I, you know, I love Ryan Tedder's work as a musician. So it's great to support him. There are a lot of other sparkling waters out there with CBD, but just all overall, Mad Tasty is my favorite, right? So I'm very passionate about the missions and the company. Same with Foria. As I mentioned, I've known the guy that runs Foria for many years. I trust him. He is so passionate about this. So that's usually what influences me in buying a product, sometimes more so than whether I can tell if the CBD is making a difference for you. But Jason, it sounds like with the two brands you mentioned, Sunsoil and Medicine Box, that you've really felt a noticeable difference from the CBD. And I, I think this is part of the reason neither one of us can think of a, an animal-based, or not animal-based, a, a CBD product for our animals, our companions, uh, because it's really hard to tell if it's working on them. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, are you high now? Hey, Bella, are you relaxed? Are you Ooh, chill? Yeah, and there's no THC there, but it's, <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's similar to, I mean, Rescue Remedy, though, Going even though it's not a CBD product, they are worth mentioning because there is a noticeable difference when you give an animal Rescue Remedy. Like, they do seem to be more relaxed. There's a noticeable difference when you give a cat catnip. They get very hyper. And so I guess I just haven't tried a CBD product for my dog, Evie, yet that has been super noticeable. But maybe it would be like, if they were having major inflammation, you could track it over time to see if it was working, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think, again, it goes back to individuation and how one of the, I guess, health mantras that Whitney and I are so aligned with is the the individual biochemistry of not only our human bodies, but of course, our companion animals. And the idea of conscientious, consistent experimentation certainly holds water uh, when we're talking about any kind of cannabis products because you know I've probably tried if I had to guess I've probably tried over a hundred you know between uh, CBD infused cookies and candies and chocolates and drinks and actual extract uh, easily well over a hundred and it's rare that I find a palpable mental, physical, spiritual difference. There's a small number of them, but I find it's the same way though when I've tried new superfoods or new super herbs. Um, They're not all created equal. And 
you really have to just experiment and find things that work for you. And when you find something that works, you stick with it. Absolutely. And you know, actually, something else that's helped me determine what CBD products I'm going to try is trying their THC products. You know, again, when I mentioned Foria, they started off with making, I think, my recollection back in 2013 was that it was primarily THC products. And wow, you can feel the benefit. I mean, THC is very easy to tell if something's having an effect on you. And Emphoria in general, they have a wide variety of different products. I've tried a lot of them and I can tell. Again, it, it's it's not always just the CBD. It might be the other ingredients. The other product that comes to mind is Mood 33. And <laughs> I, when I think about them, I've, I've tried them a few times. I remember the very first time was at a party it was like um, a book launch party or something that they were at. But the the most memorable time was when Jason and I went to the best party that either one of us can recall off the top of our heads, at least. It was for this delivery company called Toker, T-O-K-R. We'll link to them as well. I don't know if they deliver outside of Los Angeles, but uh, if you're in LA, definitely check them out. And if not, uh, see if they're available in your area. And Toker had this phenomenal party in 2019. And Jason and I have said ever since that it's the best party either one of us has been to. And Mood 33 was doing snow cones. Remember that, Jason? They were doing like snow cones with, and you could actually do THC or CBD, but just like a, a one little snow cone with their THC syrup had a drastic effect. <laughs> And I want to talk more about that party because it was so great. It was a fusion of of CBD and THC products. But there were a lot of brands that offer both. And I would try that if I could tell a big difference from the THC and I felt good and I read their ingredients, it actually made me feel more inclined to try their CBD products that might be more subtle. But I guess I made this assumption in my head that if I felt good with the strength of their THC, then their CBD formulations were probably pretty legit as well. I don't, I don't know if you think that way, Jason, or not. Mm. I, <laughs> I, I have not had that necessary, necessary, cor- uh, necessarily had that correlation before. Although, I try a product. And if I find that the quality and the feel in my body of the product is good, I do make a reasonable assumption that their other products are also going to be good. I, I think that I think this is how a brand builds equity in my mind, because there there are brands that I am brand loyal to. And we're not just talking about CBD THC products now. We're just talking about the power of branding. And I think in general, when I try something and I have a really wonderful experience, I'm apt to believe that all of their products are going to be that great too. All right. Well, let's talk about the Toker party. Just as like a fun little story time moment. So I think I got invited to them somehow on some influencer mailing list that I was added to. And I invited Jason as a guest. And it was just the most wonderful experience. It was up in this loft in downtown LA and I, I don't know if it was because they were serving all of these THC products, but it was the energy of the people there and all of the amazing brands. I mentioned Mood 33 was there. Plant Magic was there. Who else was memorable for you? What other brands do you remember being there, Jason? 
Mm, they had a really cool company called Vessel that made these really cool modern vaporizers. And then there was, oh God, there was a, a small, there was a woman there who was making like truffles. And I don't remember, I don't remember, but it was, it was the truffles were amazing. I, I don't Cho- know. Like chocolate truffles. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then also they had an amazing tattoo, tattooer there. I got a new tattoo. Oh, for first time I've ever been at a party, got a new tattoo. Jason got a free tattoo at this choker party, but it was so cool. They had like a DJ and live music and just like cool lighting and all these different things to sit on. They had um, joint rolling classes that you could go in, right? Didn't you do that, Jason? Or is that my imagination? No, there it was too full. Oh, <laughs> they had like they had all these experiences that you could do. Yeah, it was. I think it was the combination of the mood. It was at an amazing loft in downtown LA. The music was incredible. Free tattoos, amazing drinks, amazing food. It just seemed like all of the elements that you would want in a great party converged that evening. Yes. And it doesn't hurt that you were just kind of feeling so free because you were in a safe space with great people, great atmosphere. You were well-fed, and there was so much generosity, too. The brands were just letting you try everything, which I think makes for a really great experience. And then to be able to to have this psychoactive experience there and and feel relaxed and happy and, and laid back, I think... You know, coming back to the topic of of 420 today, if if I could have that experience on 420, I think I would really start to look forward to this date. Yeah, it's it's something though that we talk a lot about how we wish every party could be as great as that. But I think the the reason it was so special is because not all parties are that great. You know, there's that part of oh, why can't all of these brand parties we go to be that? generous and and vibrant and energized and all the great connections with people there. I think it stands out because it was so uniquely wonderful and uh and especially during, you know, during this recent time of 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 quarantine and and shelter in place, it it makes me crave that kind of gathering even more so right now in this moment. I'm kind of yearning for it the more we're talking about it. Well, the good news is is that the the shops, the are they still called dispensaries or what are they called now? I believe they are officially dispensaries. Yes. Okay. Well, they don't, the reason I, I hesitate is because they feel like so much more in Los Angeles. We are just blessed with so many incredible options. I mean, in, in the neighborhood that I'm in, it's like there are several that are a stone's throw away. And I wonder how they're even going to stay in business. There are CBD shops specifically. There are shops that are more focused on THC products. There are some that, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't even believe it. I would say there's one a block away. There's one or two, three blocks away, maybe maybe four. There's probably five off the top of my head that I can think of in this area. And they're all really high quality. I just don't know how they're all going to stay in business. But I guess it's kind of like the new coffee shop. And it's interesting too, because I remember when I was in college, I studied abroad in the Netherlands. And that's what they had out there. The cafes were places that you could get alcohol and or 
you know, marijuana joints and you could just sit there and smoke. And I remember as a college student thinking it was the greatest thing in the world. And I wasn't even in that into marijuana. It was just that freedom of experience. Now I don't think that you can actually partake in the products within the stores, much like a lot of, you know, um, unless you go to a bar, you can't really drink inside a, uh, why off the top of my head, can I think, what is an alcohol store called? Liquor shop. <laughs> you can't just like open up a open up a can of beer and drink it in the middle of a liquor store. So I guess the dispensaries are the same way, but they do create an experience there. And I would say the second best to that toker party that we went to is going into a really great dispensary where they have people that are super nice and all these different products to choose from. And there are a few in Los Angeles off the top of my head where you go in and they just feel really bright and welcoming and warm and the employees are really passionate. And it's a lot like going to a store like the Apple store where I used to work, where they pride themselves on an upscale experience where everybody feels valued and important and listened to and taken care of. And you can go and experience all the products and look at them in cases or maybe, I don't know if they can give you samples, but uh, you know, you can get this this interactive experience with something before you purchase it and learn about it. And I think that that's really one of the big benefits of the the governmental policies that have happened in the US is that now it's it's regulated and now it's actually a better, safer experience and more enjoyable too. I mean, even when I had the option to get a medical marijuana card, I never really felt that inclined. I was curious. I wanted to go into some of the shops because I like trying and seeing new products, but I just didn't feel called to it. It just felt like a big barrier to entry and maybe a little bit sketchy and like I was doing something I shouldn't be doing. And now just being able to walk into these shops, Jason and I actually did this when we were traveling in Colorado August 2019. And it was just really neat to be able to go into a store and have somebody recommend products to you and and you tell them what experience you want, how you want to feel, and just have a kind person give you like something legitimate was really nice. And I think I'm I feel super blessed that we have access to that in Los Angeles. I want to give a quick shout out to a couple of the places that I really love going to. My favorite dispensary that has amazing, well-curated CBD and THC products is genius. That's really, really kind of uh, more, I don't know, like 20 minutes for me, but it's worth going to. I love genius. I love MedMen. They're a chain. They have some in, I believe, Vegas and also LA. And then um, the third one that I really, really like is um, uh, Bark, which I think is is the, it's a, a Beverly Hills Collective, B-A-R-C, uh, but by far, my favorite is Genius. Genius is when I walk when I walk in there, I'm like, oh, I can feel like my theme music. You know, when you like walk in, you know, and and your hands like go to the side, and it's like boop beep, boop beep, boop beep, beep beep, yeah, yeah. Like I feel that when I walk in. That's so funny. I haven't been in there yet, but it's also not too far from me. And there's another place down the street called Cookies. There's one called Aeon Wellness that I've been really. I don't know if they've officially opened yet. But they look really cool. They're trying to make it this whole wellness experience in there. It's just, it's really exciting and interesting. And and I again, it's like there's so many developments happening. And I think that if you're feeling overwhelmed about CBD, my suggestion would be to allow yourself to experiment over time. 
Products can be expensive. I would say it's important to at least spend a moderate amount of money. I think the cheaper products are just like anything else. You pay for what or you get what you pay for. And if you're getting something that's a little too good to be true at a price point, it probably is. And spending a little extra money, just sometimes a few extra dollars, you can get much better quality. And just be open to trying something else. Maybe try something new every month. You know, try a food product, a drink product, or a supplement, or I don't know. Would would the dropper CBD products, the liquid drops, fall into the supplement category, Jason? What would that even is that a supplement? This is a, this is this is mm, I don't know, and 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 I hesitate to answer this because the classification of a food and a supplement is such a sticky thing federally. Uh, that the regulations vary so differently between it, if it's classified as a food or a supplement. Let me well, look whatever it, it is, whatever yeah. it is, like the, we're talking about the liquid droppers yeah. or the capsules. Just make sure that you're reading up on what the capsules are made from. So if you're plant based, like Jason and I are, you don't want to have anything with gelatin. And sometimes the added ingredients can be a little bit sneaky. So. As I was saying earlier, if you can, before you purchase something, go on the, their website and, and read it. Read the FAQ sections. Read the story about why they created the products. Where do they come from? Who's behind the brand? And this is true with any product out there. And then if, if you have them accessible, go into the stores, uh, the dispensaries that we mentioned and talk to them and, and get to know the employees and ask a few people just like you would at a grocery store. If you have that luxury, it, it really depends on where you live. But the more educated you can become and the more that you surround yourself with educated people, the easier it is to make decisions because you're guided. I would also continue to do some research and some non-biased research. So as as helpful as the websites of a specific brand might be, they're, of course, trying to convince you to buy their products. So if you can go and read reviews from other people, if you can listen to other podcast episodes uh, beyond us, um, subscribe to newsletters. Like One of my favorites is The Living Maxwell newsletter. We'll link to him. Max Goldberg is a good friend of ours, and he really does a lot of in-depth research specifically on organic living. And he's a phenomenal, very trusted resource because he digs into the backstory and the production of, of most brands. And when I looked him up, he was talking about some really great organic CBD brands I have not tried yet. So just just Becoming informed is key. And I know that it can be really overwhelming with a category like this when there are so many options. In most cases, there's not a lot of harm in just trying things. If you're willing to spend the money and take the time to experiment and give things you know, a few weeks, if you're willing to buy something that might be not as great as you thought it was going to be, that's a lot of what Jason and I do. You know, We continue to try products. We get a lot of them from for free from brands in full transparency that's a, that's how we try many things and one of our goals is to continue to be able to recommend products to you because that's important to us but you know Jason is also going into these stores himself I'm curious Jason are there any specific brands that you like to buy from Genius is there something that you keep going back to over and over again or how do you make a decision even when it's like a THC product how do you decide what you're going to buy because that can be really expensive I, I don't have any specific brands that I, I could recommend off the top of my head. When I go in, I'm really looking for products that are going to meet the specific functional benefit that I need at that time. So if I'm having trouble sleeping or having insomnia, I'm going to ask the people working 
uh, what they would recommend to help with insomnia. Or say, if I have a high-level writing project, or I'm, I'm writing a bunch of blog posts, or, or working on my next book, or, or um, writing new music, something that requires a lot of creative power, then I'm going to ask them for a different strain, because the different strains contain different energetic properties and activate the endocannabinoid receptors differently in your system. So it really is to me about what is the functional benefit I'm looking for that specific day, and then having the questions that help lead me to those products. Well, I think that's about as in-depth as as we can go today on CBD. And I hope that that gave you, the listener, some things to think about and some eye-opening information on this. We'd love to continue the conversation in a few different ways. So one is that you can reach out to us through social media, of course. Our username is at Wellevator. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, et cetera. Even TikTok, we're doing some content on there. You can connect with us. You can send us direct messages if you want to be in touch. You can comment on the show notes at wellevator.com. It's actually podcast.wellevator.com. We'll lead you directly to the show notes. We will link to every single brand and resource that we've mentioned in this episode And there's a comment section at the end of the page where you can join the conversation. We would love to hear from you. We would love to know what brand you're trying. Do you take CBD? Why or why not? Would you like to talk about your THC experience and why you choose to consume it or not? And just keeping that conversation going is a really great way to stay informed. If you want to email us, you can reach us at hello at wellevator.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, get some special perks, benefits as being part of the This Might Get Uncomfortable community, we are on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash wellevator, you will find a lot of different ways that you can get some benefits for supporting us for as little as a couple dollars a month. We would love to have your support there because that helps us invest in more equipment, that helps us expand our reach with this and and pay for all the costs involved, like the websites and the maintenance of everything. There's so much that goes into this podcast and we love to find ways to give back to you. We've been working on merchandise. We have bonus episodes there. We have all sorts of cool little perks like sending you special voice memos or videos or whatever else. Actually, we're open to other perks too. So if there are things that you want from us, if you want to suggest future episodes, there's so much that you can do. So Patreon is a great way to give back. And we often uh, give back to other people on Patreon as well. So we get to pass it on, pay it forward. And uh, we'd love to just be in touch with you in one of those ways so that you can be part of the This Might Get Uncomfortable experience and conversation. And for all of the wonderful brands and studies and YouTube videos and products that Whitney and I both know and love, including Mad Tasty and Sunsoil and Medicine Box and all the others, we will have all relevant links and resources for you, dear listener, in the show notes at podcast.wellevator.com. And we appreciate you supporting small business, including ours and the brands that we know and love because it helps us and the people that we love behind these products continue to put out good, healthy foods and supplements into a world that very, very much needs them. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for another episode coming out very soon. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.